Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 107. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you? You know, it's funny when I do the intros because when Biz Paul interviewed Paul and I for episode 100, he said that he wanted to get in. Hello and a really warm welcome to this week's episode, right? Because apparently I say that all the time. So I think basically now, unconsciously, I try really hard not to say it. But anyway, so today started off a bit weird because I was really conscious of it. I'm doing a full few hours of podcast batching today and I'm having real trouble speaking. Do you ever get like that where your brain just does not kick into gear with your mouth, which is really difficult for someone like me who basically has my whole business based on the fact that I talk so much. So yeah, it's a bit kind of like awkward and I keep having to stop the podcast recording to delete something stupid that I've just said or delete a kind of massive gap of I don't know what I'm talking about right now. So anyway, fingers crossed that I start getting into the flow a little bit because it does take time. It takes, I don't know, probably a good sort of 20 minutes to get into the habit of recording a podcast. So I tend to do like an intro and outro to a guest one and then I record a solo one. Then if I get a chance, I do another guest one and another solo one and there's kind of four in the bag at once, which is ace. But like I said, it takes a little while to get into it. And it's a certain way of thinking and a way of not being, that sounds a bit deep, but it's, um, I don't know, it's just, it's just like a skill that you have to get used to. I guess it's like writing if you write that you might take a little while to get into it, but once you're into it, it's like absolutely easy. 
So that does tend to happen. So fingers crossed that's the case. And I uh, managed to sort out my brain fog and uh, inability to speak, which obviously doesn't sound like I've managed it yet. Anyway, <laughs> so today's episode is a solo one. We had a lovely episode last week with Mark Asquith, which was great. Really enjoyed that. He was good fun. This week, we're talking about why isn't social media working for you? Now, I work in this crazy world of social media and digital marketing and marketing, and I see so much stuff out there. I see so much, I don't know, tips and tools and advice and strategy and absolute rubbish around social media, about what it can do for your business and how you can make money. So I don't know about you, but I tend to listen to a fair bit of music on YouTube and I get served ads all the time. And those ads are constantly like, find out how I just earned 10 million in two minutes on Facebook ads. And it's like, it's no wonder that we all look at social media and think, am I doing something wrong? Is there some magic trick that no one's ever told me about that means it works brilliantly for my business or am I doing it right? In fact, I was at a conference a little while back and this guy who was speaking on stage put this quote up, which I thought was the best thing I've ever heard to describe how business owners feel about social media or how social media feels. Okay, so the quote is, social media is like teen sex. Stay with me. Everyone wants to do it. Nobody knows how. And when it's finally done, there's a surprise it's not better. I mean, I just thought that was absolutely brilliant and so true. Like, honestly, we're all like, we have to do it. We have to do it. We do it. We're not sure. You know, we fumble our way through it. We're talking about the social media now, not the teen sex. Um, And then basically we do it and we're like, is that it? Like, where's all the amazing stuff? Where's my massive business? Because I've done a Facebook Live or I did an ad or I do Insta stories. So I want to talk a bit about why it might not be working for you. And just as always, give you kind of some honest truths about this world and managing social media for yourself and your business. Because the other thing is, like I said, I see one side of the world that is very much based of teaching and training and experts and social media is amazing and everyone should be doing it and this is how you do it. And then through the academy, I work with business owners all the time who are trying to manage social media, but they're trying to manage a million other things. They are trying to manage their actual business, you know, the thing they physically do. So whether it's making something, whether it's producing something, whether it's, you know, coming up with an idea or whether it's a service, and then they're trying to do the finance, they're trying to do the marketing, they're trying to get good on social media, they're trying to schedule their content every week, they're trying to work out their SEO or their Facebook ads or whatever it might be. And then that's within the hours that they have for their business. And then what they're trying to do is run a house, look after children, be a husband, be a wife, take the flipping dogs for a walk. The other morning, and I don't want to turn this into a moaning session, but the other morning, as you know, I get up and I do a morning routine. I get up very early, normally about five o'clock in the morning. And because I have a busy day and I have children and dogs and whatever, whatever. So to make sure that I can do my morning routine, I get up that early in order to do it before I then have to get everyone else up. And my husband works away. So obviously it's down to me. And I get up the other morning to do my morning routine and start my day to make it all super positive and lovely. And I go downstairs and think, I know, I'll just feed the dogs first and then I will get on with my day. 
My first two hours were hijacked with an ill dog. I swear to goodness, I can cope. I used to be a nursery nurse many, 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 many years ago. And obviously I've had children, so I've cleaned up sick and poo in my time. But oh my goodness, like I'm not built for looking after dogs. I was not very well doing this. It was not very nice. Anyway, I didn't mean to come on here talking about that. But, you know, it's just the fact that we've got other things going on all the time. So I know social media is one tiny part of it. And therefore, I want to be realistic with you and I want to be honest with you because I think sometimes, well, we do, we give ourselves such a hard time about I've got to be better or I've got to do this or I've got to do that. And then you've got, let's take an Instagram expert telling you that you've got to do Instagram and Instagram is the way to go and this is how you should do it and you should do stories and you should post every day and whatever. And then they're just running a business telling people how to use Instagram. So do you know what? If that's your business and you just talk about Instagram, well, one, ace, great. But two, of course you can put all that stuff into Instagram. Of course you can post every day. Of course you can do stories. Of course you can come up with creative ideas every day and amazing captions and all this sort of thing. So I want you to know that I hear you. I hear what it's like to do this because I've done it and I'm doing it. You know, I run my business. I do my own social media. Granted, it can, I don't know, maybe come a lot easier to me because this is what I do all day, every day. And obviously this is part of my business, but I run a home. I look after dogs. I look after children. I have to cook them dinner. I have to do the school run. I have to do all those things and we're busy. So I just wanted to say that to say, I try and be so realistic with you. I try and give you such a an honest and straightforward approach to it. And this is what this episode's about, really, so that you're not sat there feeling like you're doing something wrong or beating yourself up for not succeeding at this magical thing that is social media, but to kind of just give you a bit of grace and just give you a few reasons why, A, it might not be working for you as well as you would like, and B, to kind of realise the the reality of it, if you like. So anyway, I hope that didn't sound too negative. It's, this episode is certainly not meant to be negative. It's just, like I said, sometimes I feel like we sit there and think, what, what are we doing wrong? Why is everybody else succeeding at this? And we're not. And that's not the case at all. Okay, so let's get started. So the first reason why I think that social media doesn't work for some people or isn't working as well for some people is that they expect results too fast, Okay. So what I want to do is take you back to when you started your business and maybe if you started your business before social media was a really big thing or maybe that wasn't the first thing you did and you went business networking. I'm sure we've all done it. Those horrible bacon sandwiches and a really early morning meeting where everyone's looking like they could just have done with an extra hour in bed and you're forced in a room to talk to people. So you go to networking and let's say I walk in and, and I start chatting to someone and get introduced. This is Jeff. I say, hi, Jeff. How are you doing? And we start chatting. Jeff, what do you do? And he tells me. And I and Jeff says, what do you do? And I tell him. And he's like, oh, that sounds good. You know, you come here often. Well, it's my first time, blah, 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 blah. And you start having this conversation, you and Jeff. And then what happens is uh, you all start the networking and you stand up and do your 60 seconds and tell everybody why you're amazing. Jeff stands up and does his 60 seconds. And then we uh, go home. Okay. And and that's it. We've met Jeff for the first time and he knows what we do and, and he, I know what he does. So then we go again the following week and we see Jeff. And like, hi, hi, Jeff. How's your week been? You know, did you manage to, you know, sort whatever it was 
from whatever the conversation was before. You've remembered something about him. And you're having this conversation with Jeff and he's like, how's work? Yeah, good. I've been doing this new thing. I, you know, just found out this. I've done this. And you start chatting to him. And then over time, you know, you and Jeff get on really well and you're having these conversations at networking. And then one day Jeff goes, oh, do you know what? I have a bit of trouble with my social media. You know, I'm not, I, I wasn't sure whether to do this or this. And I might say, oh, Jeff, do you know what? I wrote a, you know, blog post on it or I did a podcast on it. If you go here, it'll tell you what you need to know. And he might be like, oh, amazing. Thanks, Therese. That's awesome. Anyway, so then a couple more weeks go by and then Jeff might say, I'm still having that problem. And then I might say, because now I know Jeff, I know his business. I know what he does. I know where his kids go to school, what he does on a weekend, because I've got to know all this stuff about Jeff as I've been networking. And then eventually I might say, do you know what, Jeff? You know, if you want me to help, we can. I can do this or this or this and give him my services. And then Jeff might go, yeah, do you know what? That's awesome. Could you come and help? And there we go. I've got a customer. So that's old school networking. That's how that happened, because none of us walked into networking on day one and suddenly got a customer like that, did we? So then we get to social media and basically we skip like pretty much every single step that I've just talked through. We put up a post saying buy our stuff and we're amazed that no one wants to buy it. And it's like, well, they don't know who you are for starters. And then they haven't built a relationship with you. And then they don't know that you know them. And then they don't know anything personal about you or something to have a conversation that isn't necessarily just work. And then they haven't just been reminded of something, a way in which you can be helpful through maybe a lead magnet or adding value or a recommendation of a blog post or a podcast. And then they haven't had the conversation where you've identified a need and how you meet that need. And then you make an offer. So you, people are skipping that whole middle section and they're not sure how to manage that. They're not sure how to do that. So what's happening is people are going onto social media, they're posting stuff and going, why aren't people buying my stuff? Why aren't people clicking on it? Well, it's because they don't know who you are and you don't know who they are and you haven't built that relationship. So often I find that people, especially when we have the agency and, and clients and things, you know, they would very much kind of say when we manage their social media, you know, oh, after a month, it's not working. And it's like, in my head, I used to sit there and think, come back in 12 months and tell me it's not working because it takes time. And I know it feels like I'm exhausted with trying to do that. And I haven't got the time, energy or money or whatever to put into that. And, and that's a decision that we have to think about. That's a decision that we have to make. Personally, for me, I would say that social media is a great opportunity for businesses because there is, you know, you can do it for free. It is fairly accessible. You don't necessarily need to know about copywriting or design or whatever it might be. And you can interact with your audience. But like I said, I think what we do is we forget that there's a whole section in between about nurturing and loving and whatever. And again, there's another great quote that was something like, oh God, I can't remember it now, but it's something like we don't pick the fruit the day we plant the seed. And I think that's the thing. We we feel like we're not doing anything or we feel like it's not doing anything because we're putting the content out there, tumbleweed, content out there, tumbleweed, content out there, tumbleweed. But at some point, and I can't tell you whether that's in two weeks, two months or two years, I'm afraid, because no one can. But at some point, someone will start listening and they will start you know, following you and wanting to see more, but it takes time. So don't beat yourself up if you're thinking, I haven't done this and I haven't, you know, um, done it very long or doesn't seem to be getting a reaction or people don't seem to be following my page or liking my stuff. 
it does take time. And obviously the other thing that you can do is, you know, ask, ask someone like me, you know, come and join the academy, come on a coaching call and say, Teresa, this is my social media. What am I doing wrong? Because I'm not getting that interaction. And I might look at it and go, do you know what? It's great. Just keep doing it. It just hasn't quite hit home yet. Or here's some proactive stuff you can do to reach out. Or I might say, do you know what? You probably want to tweak this, this, and this, and this. So obviously try and get some good advice where you can, but in all honesty, it might just be time. Okay, next reason why it might not be working is you don't know who you're talking to. Now, I know I go on about this a lot. Avatar is so very important. But if you're sat there thinking, I think my customer is this customer and you're, so I'm going to use a really extreme example. Let's say I think my customer is a 40 year old mum married and therefore I create all my content aimed at a 40 year old woman who's married with children. And I talk about, you know, what it's like to try and clean the dog poo up while the kids are coming in and wanting their breakfast and I've got to do the school run and all these kind of things that those women might relate to me about. Or I might put stuff up about, like I said, managing children, managing a house, doing things. And actually, what if my customers are a 20-year-old young lad? Like, and I told you, extreme, one extreme to the other. But what if it was? What if that was my customer and all my content is going, oh, what's it like doing a school run, hey? And these lads are like, I would have no idea. Or, you know talking about how your product or service fits in with the fact of, you know, it saves you time so you can get dinner on the table or whatever. God, that sounds really stereotypical um, that all the mums just do this and that dads don't. And I don't mean to sound like that. Uh, Unfortunately, that's the case in my house currently. But, and because my children want to be fed, it's really irritating. Like every day, I don't even, like not even a day goes by where they don't want to be fed. It's really odd. So uh, if they could just like maybe go every other day, I'd get a lot more done. Joking, I do feed my children every day, even under duress. Okay, so like I said, if I was aiming all my content at mums and children and running houses and juggling life and being busy and what it's like to be a 40-year-old woman, then my, you know, young lad type audience will not relate with it in the slightest. So even if I have the best design, the best copywriting, the best beautiful Instagram feed that you've ever seen in your life, if it's aimed at the wrong people, then it's never going to hit home. I might get the interaction, but I'm never going to get anybody buying because I might get interaction, but from the wrong people. And therefore, when it comes to me going, oh, this is my product or service that I sell, obviously my, you know, women of 40 years old are going to go, well, that's not something for me. And, and therefore I'm not, getting it right. So knowing who your customer is, is so, so important. I talk about this a lot, but do it every so often, literally every few months, run through that exercise again. And if you're not sure how to work out who your perfect customer is, then check out episode 68 of the podcast, where I talk about creating your customer avatar, which is basically who your perfect customer is. I can't believe it was that long ago. I was just scrolling back to see what episode it was. I could have sworn I ended it a few weeks ago and it was literally 68. Crazy how time flies. Okay, so that's the second reason why your social media might not be working for you. The third reason. Now, I don't think many of you are going to fall into this trap because of the fact that you're listening to this podcast and therefore you obviously care about the content 
and your marketing and what you're putting out there. But something I do see sometimes is where people are just trying to sell and sell and sell and sell on social media. And basically they are the only types of posts they put out that it's always trying to promote their product or service and it's not resonating with their audience. Because basically when you're on social media, you're not competing against your competitor, okay? So I am not competing against other social media people on social media. I'm competing against your friends who have put posts up about their babies or your family who's gone on holiday or your favourite film star that's doing a shoot somewhere or I don't know. I'm I'm basically competing against your social life because that's what social media is. It's a social platform. So you're not competing against someone else's social media content or someone else's you know, product or service that you sell, you're competing against space on a timeline where I'm being entertained through looking at stuff I want to see. Some stuff I don't want to see, to be fair, but anyway. So just selling is going to be really unengaging. That's why once you know who that customer is, once you know who your audience are, that you create content for them. So I've got a great example of this where I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but it's the um, Dollar Shave Club. Their Instagram account is a sea of basically funny things that guys, because they do, theirs is very much kind of a younger guy vibe that they would relate to. So they would do like funny memes or jokes or whatever. And it might not have anything directly to do with the product they're selling, which is men's skincare and shaving and that sort of thing but their audience absolutely will resonate with it. So go and check them out. Like I said, Dollar Shave Club, and imagine that you are a, I don't know, 20 to 30-year-old male. If you're not, you might be listening to this. In fact, I know for sure I've got some 20 to 30-year-old males listening to this. So go and have a look at the Dollar Shave Club and just see how their content resonates with their audience, but it's not always selling. It's giving advice. So for instance, they were like, I've read a post about if you cut with a new razor, you're shaving too hard or something like that. I've just probably made that up. But you know what I mean? It's not just buy our product, buy our product, buy our product, buy our product. So just be so conscious of actually, am I just trying to sell? Okay. Number four reason why your social media might not be working for you. It's going to come a bit harsh and I apologize, but it might just be really dull. Like it might not be very interesting. Now, Obviously, I'm talking to you through your headphones or through your car or, you know, shouting at you while you're doing the washing up or whatever. And, you know, I haven't seen your social media. By all means, come and find me on social media and ask me to take a look. And I absolutely will. But it could be that the content is a bit dull. So there's a couple of things to think about here. First off, am I putting out there what my customers want to see or am I putting out there what I want to say? Now, this is a really fine line because there's stuff that I put out. So this morning, for instance, I put out a picture. Oh, my husband is just the sweetest. So when he goes off to work, it's a Monday I'm recording this. And when he goes off to work super early on a Monday morning, he because he would normally make me a drink if he was here. He leaves my cup under the coffee maker. He leaves my coffee pod sat there waiting. My milk thing sat out ready for me to put my milk in and basically sets up as much as he can without actually making it. And in fact, this morning, bless him, he even put the children's breakfast out. So he blessed me, he was really, really helped me out. And I took a picture of that and put it on my Insta story saying, you know, isn't that sweet? 
And granted, you know, would my audience care about that? Will they not care? I don't know, to be honest. I think it's just a little insight behind my world. And therefore, I do think they would be kind of vaguely interested. And actually saying that, they are, because I've had Insta stories back already this morning or replies to that Insta story saying, oh, bless him, how sweet, or that's nice, or whatever it is. So, so even though sometimes the content might be my content about me, and I often say people don't care about you because obviously what we care about is our own stuff. But sometimes that sort of stuff does go okay. But like I said, often, and I see this a lot in posts, that people blame the algorithm when basically their content just isn't very good. So I want you to be your greatest critic. And it can be really, really hard when we're trying to do a million other things and we're just like, let's just get something out there just for the sake of putting it out there because I have to do social media. But if it's dull, then it's going to do nothing. In fact, it's going to do worse because if someone comes to your account and sees all this stuff that they're like, eek, terrible photos, lazy comments or captions and just not that engaging, then they're probably not going to, you know, come back and have a look again. So I just want you to kind of just take a look. And like I said, if you want me to give you a very nice, polite opinion, I would happily do that. I've just put myself into a heap load of trouble there because if your content is dull and I have to tell you, I will not like doing that one little bit, but I'll say it in a very positive way and I will give you a positive solution to that problem. But yeah, sometimes we just don't do nice, interesting looking content. And actually, sorry, one thing I should say is sometimes my content is dull. Sometimes I put posts out there that are almost like a tick in the box post in between some other stuff. So when I say dull, maybe that's not the right word. Okay. So for instance, I obviously share the podcast all the time and that doesn't get as good interaction as if I share some kind of story or picture or some kind of relatable thing about me that tends to get a much better interaction, especially if I've put where I'm speaking or something like that. However, that content is still just as important. So just because it doesn't get loads of following and loads of interaction with it, it doesn't mean that it's not valuable or not important. It just might seem a little bit duller compared to the other stuff. So like I said, it's about a balance. It's about a mix. But if everything you're putting out is like a bit yawn festy, then and then it's going to be really hard to engage people. But like I said, you're listening to the podcast, so I'm sure that isn't the case. Okay, and on to the final one. And you're going to be like, oh, want to punch me in the face <laughs> because I'm going to say the C word. Oh, that was dodgy. That sounded like I was going to say a really bad C word. No, I'm going to say the consistency word. The other reason why people's social media doesn't succeed is because they're not consistent. So this is why I am very realistic with you when I say only do what you can manage and build that consistency for yourself. So a few things. Firstly, don't do every single platform. It's so hard to manage social media for every single platform. Secondly, pick your favourites because you're more likely to do it if you like the platform you're on, but also be aware are your customers on that platform. Then you need to work out what your level of consistency is. So for instance, I know we're talking about social media, but content creation, if you couldn't commit to doing a podcast or a blog every week, then you come out and say every other week, or you come out and say once a month. You have to be able to keep it going. And it's much easier to add to something than to try and take it away. So I have some students on the 90 day program that I run 
And basically they often kind of over egg what they can do because I think in our heads, we think we can do so much more. And then it actually comes to the day and we try doing everything in like, oh, wow, this is a lot of work. So I tend to put them on the side of caution, especially when they're starting something new. So I've got one lovely lady that I'm working with at the moment where she is starting brand new. She's working a full-time job. She's trying to build a business on the side. She is putting together some regular content and she was very much right. I'll do it every week. I'll do a video and a podcast and a this and that. And it's like, it's not going to work. It's so much work. And actually let's just start it maybe every other week. And if that works fine and it's easy and it's great, then brilliant. You can go, Hey, I'm going to up it. Now you're getting it every week. So like I said, just have that kind of consciousness in mind of what is consistent for me. Consistent doesn't have to be every day. Consistent just means that you show up when you say you're going to show up and regularly show up. So for social media, if you can only post on Instagram every other day, then just post every other day, but make sure you're consistently doing it. Okay. So those are my five things that might be leading to your social media not doing as well as you would like. So like I said, the offer is there. If you want me to take a look at yours, you know, then send me a DM. If you're in the academy, then lucky you guys, you get that as a matter of course anyway. So by all means, they can come and tell me to have a look at their stuff and and we will talk about it on a coaching call or I will go through and and give them a much more in-depth look at why their social media might not be working as well as it could be. So and sometimes it's just small tweaks. Honestly, sometimes they're just missing one or two things off it, which take no time at all and suddenly make all the difference. So honestly, it's, it's a really good exercise to do. So, okay, I'm going to leave you guys to it for today. I think I just about got through without making too many mistakes probably said my buzzwords way too often to fill space, which we all do. And I'm not going to beat myself up about it. And I will see you next week for an interview. Who have we got next week? Bear with me a second. Let me have a look. We have got the very lovely John Asperian, who's going to be talking about LinkedIn. And he's got some great tips. That was a great episode. Really, really good one. So you're going to love that. I will see you guys next week. Have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWaring.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.